What's up, everybody? This is... If ever there was an event that happened in my life or an idea or anything, this was such a important day today and then also something previous that went on in my life stroke running career. Um, 2016, I... Knowing what I know now, how marathon works, how fitness works, how good I am on race day at executing, um, I have no doubt in my own mind that in 2016, had I not basically picked up the quad tear, I, I absolutely would have made the Olympics back then. I know at London I would have ran probably between 2.13.30 and 2.15. Um, and I know that would have been good enough. Um, it it can sound very, oh yeah, of course you could have, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You, if you follow me in Strava, go look at what I was doing in 2016 before that quad tear. It was incredible. Some of the things I was doing, the way my heart rate was, and the speeds. You know, I was doing two 20k runs in the same day, and at the last 10k of both was around 30 minutes or under you know i did the five times 5k session and i ran like 1550 1540 1530 and i ran the last one in like 1505 or maybe just under 15 um i remember doing something like 80 minutes at 520 pace and then 6 5k at three minutes it was ridiculous what i was doing it was um but the reason it was such a such a it was an event that happened that I all for up until now in life in running sorry I've always thought I allowed that quad tear to hold me back a bit right you know I told you guys on Sunday you know I got really excited and I thought wow you know I could probably run 448, 446, 445 for the last three mile of that harder effort. Um, and then my head jumped a quad tear. <laughs> Let's not tear a quad today. Um, but you forget really quick. So it, it comes back to you and then you forget. So, you know, I, I have a bit of a session tomorrow and, uh, you know, I was just texting Haas about it and he, he, he's probably really worried right now because He's worried that, you know, he's at sea level, I'm not there, he's pretty fit, and this is when damage can be done. And I text Haas and I said, you know what, it's almost unfair that when you're fit, you're almost being punished because you have to hold back, not because, like... Not for any other reason than your body physically might end up breaking down. Um, and you have to do it. If you don't hold back, sometimes you get hurt. In 2016, I got so fit, fit fitter than I've ever been before in my life. Like, really, really fit. I, 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 I believe I'm fitter now. In fact, I know I'm fitter now by quite a long way, actually. But I was still pretty fit back then. I just have far more layers behind me now. So I'm... I'm the tip-top fitness that I had back then, but I'm also strong as fuck with all these layers that you sort of build over a couple of years of consistency. Um, but I remember back then, clear as day, doing 
doing these sessions and sending the, like, I'm going to say results over the Nick Bado, but of course it's not results. Um, sending over the stats, the breakdown of the session. And, and for a couple of weeks, he just kept writing back, Skull, slow down. Skull, you're not doing what you're told. You're going too fast. And, and he was right, I was. But I remember so clearly just how fun it was. You know how fun it is going to do a session that you just know you're going to fucking rip it apart. It's fun. It's really fun. Um, and you're surprising yourself. I was surprising myself every session. And I was still in high mileage and all the rest of it. And I was going to do these sessions and I was just lighting it up. And that's so fun. You know, when you're you're flying along, you're hitting the pieces and your heart rate's barely moving and you just feel strong and you're coming back to, you know, the apartment that you're staying in and all the boys are all excited about, wow, you did what? Like, oh my God, because it's marathon stuff and it's, you know, 20K instead of eight by a K. And, and I remember it so clearly and it was all fun and games until my fucking quad tour. And then it wasn't fun anymore. I was fucking shite. And and I believe I cost myself the Olympics through not listening, <laughs> um, not doing what I was told. Um, now, I, I do have to defend myself here. And the, the exchanges between me and Nick um, changed a lot. It changed from, like, um, almost being lectured. Uh, um, I think Nick got excited, too. Um, and, and then it was like, you know, I was getting like brilliant and well done and great stuff. And, um, and Nick very rarely says things like that. And, and with like three weeks to go, I remember Nick telling me like, Skull, you're, you're right there. You know, you, you're, you're in the place that you need to be. You're doing the, you're doing the sessions that would tell me you're good enough to, you know, get the result that you need for the Olympics. But now you need to um learn how to run controlled and calm everything down so that on race day and i'm obviously way better at that now i've got a real calmness and controlness about me on race day rather than being eager to hit paces and there was a lot of things i did wrong in 2016 but one of them was actually in the race being super apprehensive about maybe being a second or two down per mile or per split um but look what just happened tonight is you know, I'm exchanging texts with Haas and, and I actually just said to him, you know, tomorrow, tomorrow's not the concern. Um, tomorrow, tomorrow's easy. I'll, I'll do tomorrow exactly how it's, how it was logically decided to be. Instead of being 14 miles in one go, we decided to do 12 miles and we decided to break it up 800, 800, you know, 800 at marathon effort and then 800 backing off. A little bit just to see if hamstrings quads everything from just overworking um and i just don't believe i've provided i don't think i've raced fast enough on race day that would warrant me going tomorrow and doing 14 mile at sub five minute mile pace and training i'm not there yet you know what i mean let's be honest like yes i've ran 212 at dublin but i've yet to run an olympic qualifying time and the, the guys that are probably doing 14 miles in training, sub five minute mile pace, given that I done 10 of those last Sunday, you know, those guys are probably already 208, 209 guys. So I'm not there yet. So you shouldn't train like that until you race like that. You know, I, I'm a big believer and you need to prove it yourself in a race 
before you start doing that sort of stuff in training. Um, now Sunday just happened naturally. Okay, so the the big thing that went on. Sorry, I'm I'm I, I as I do I get sidetracked and chat chat chat. Um, I was texting Haas and I said, you know, Friday's not even the the concern. The concern is that my head has moved to a place that it's kind of getting excited about a big run on Sunday. Um, and you know, on Sunday I. I'm yet to kind of do a pretty long run for time. So, you know, like two and a half hours. Um, I've done like 22 miles. I've done 23. Um, but I'm yet to kind of just get out there for a lengthy period of time. Um, and so I, I really had visions that that's what I would do this Sunday. Um, but I, I just told Haas the danger because the danger is um, if I go this Sunday and and you know, let's say I I run at one forty to one fifty heart rate, which is which is, you know, it's not even that hard. And uh, as a as a pretty you know one forty five heart rate, I'll average about five forty per mile. I know it. I know where my heart rates have been. I know where the speed has been. Um, that's dangerous. Um, it's it's a lot of pounding. Um, it's it's pretty fast. It's not super fast, but it's fast enough that. Um, it will definitely cause muscle damage, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, you know, it's it's probably a marathon in about two twenty six or something or two twenty eight. I'm not really hundred percent sure on that. But anyway, I I text Haas and I was like, you know, this is why I was supposed to tear my quad in twenty sixteen. You know, in life, we truly have to believe that everything happens for a reason. And you know, to me, tomorrow and Sunday could be 2016 all over again you know what I mean like you know you're 10 days out from the Olympics not the Olympics but your opportunity to try to make the Olympics and you know you're well because I was probably two or three weeks away from having my big opportunity and you know I did sessions too fast and I tore my quad it's that simple didn't look after my body did sessions too fast tore my quad lost every opportunity to do it and here we are it feels like an identical situation where I have a coach telling me to slow down and I'm writing back saying the effort's easy, stop worrying about it. And, you know, it, it just, it all feels a wee bit too <laughs> interconnected. And, and you know, I, I, I know the logic and I know that logically the the sport demands sometimes that you hold back a bit and you save it for races. And and then even on race day, you know, sometimes you have to hold back a wee bit and, and get the result that you need rather than the result that you you know you secretly deep down really want, which might be like that sub two ten or um but yeah it it, it felt like twenty sixteen, you know, it happened and I had to deal with it and it, it set me on a course that spiraled and made me retire and, and I was really emotional and very sad and went into a real abyss of darkness and depression and things like this. But you know, maybe it was supposed to happen for a reason because, you know, maybe Tokyo's my Olympics and, and I was supposed to learn from that hard that hard lesson in my life that, that basically meant, you know, you missed it, the Rio 2016 Olympics, but um, keep coming, keep coming. Big, big gap there beside us. Nice. Um, you know, maybe that's, that's it. Maybe that quad tear back then was so that right now, Instead of going too fast tomorrow and instead of going too fast on Sunday, I just don't do that. And then I can go back to altitude. And when you're back at altitude, believe it or not, I did 23 miles last Sunday. 
and my average heart rate was like 153 and I averaged 518 per mile. Um, my heart rate is far higher in Flagstaff. So I'm getting more or the same benefits when I'm up in Flag, but maybe only averaging like six minute mile pace. Um, and so it just shows you, like I've always said about the how difficult up it is up at 7,000 feet, but I've also always pointed out that you get the same benefits, but you just get to run slower, which is so good for the body. It feels as hard, or in fact, it's some, a lot of the time it feels harder. You know, altitude is really tough. It, it really does challenge me, the breathing and the hills and, and the lack of oxygen. You feel it. It's real. It's very real. Um, but what's beautiful about it is that, you know, it just, if I go and, if I go and average 145 heart rate, I average about 145, let's say, which a physiologist will tell me you were very in control, easy for you. I'm probably going to average between 530 and 540 per mile, and it's just not worth it. Um, the benefit that I get from a two and a half hour run at 145 heart rate is not worth what that would do to my body and the recovery time that would be involved. Um and I don't know how that sounds to people. Um, I, I don't know if it sounds like nonsense or that there would be a benefit, but it's just not, you know, I'd be better just run along slower at like 6.30, 7-minute pace and getting time on feet and still getting a lot of the benefits of a long run and, you know, my heart pumping for that long and things like this, but far less pounding. Another thing that you can do at sea level is just find hilly places and, you know, throw your heart rate up and down just by involving hills rather than out and out speed type thing. Um, but yeah, no, look guys, it's, it's, it's a pleasure to tell you this stuff because it's, it was a hard lesson for me. You tear your quad that close to, you know, really, really having a good shot at, you know, being an Olympian already and stuff like this. And, you know, God, sub 215 back then feels a lot more achievable than um, 211.30 now, but, Actually, it doesn't. You know, I, I feel very in control of the goal. Um, I feel like I've done, you know, everything that I possibly can. And, and then, like, it still surprises me when I feel as good as I do when I'm out there training or racing. And and then I sort of look at, you know, give, David Goggins talks about this cookie jar. And in the cookie jar, you put all these, like, like basically anytime you've overcame things. And for me, it's not so much about overcoming things. It's just about my work ethic and um, like all the planning and, and all the strategic, you know, whether it's recovery stuff, whether it's, you know, booking physio at the right times or, you know, going to the dentist and getting the teeth checked or upgrading flights so that it's slightly less impact on the body. And um, all those little things really do eventually add up. And, you know, I made quite a bit of money at Double Marathon and, and that was really nice, but I just pump it all back in. <laughs> I, it doesn't mean anything to me like money money you can't buy good performances but you can certainly invest in certain things that can help performances <clears throat> and you're going to spend i feel like i'd spend the money anyway whether it's on nice luxuries watches presents cars whatever holidays um i'd much rather just invest back in um and and buy little things like the hydration equipment and um little things that I believe could make a difference and um, like upgrading flights because when I am doing long haul it does make a huge difference and maybe allows me to just come back to training a little bit sooner and um, all these little things add up all the little one percent as they say 
and in a sport where one percent is so so important. Um, but I I think this is just the beginning. I'm I'm really excited about maybe just the level of control um, emotionally and and that I listen to my own logic not all the time but way more than what I used to. Um, and yeah, like I said, I think I think that quad tear might be that the the experience that I had and how devastating it was for me. Maybe that was a powerful enough experience that I'll be sensible tomorrow and um you know even more sensible Sunday. I'll I'll probably go meet a group of guys that I know will keep the pace at a at a good place and and not get carried away. Um, but yeah, be be very careful. Remember that. The aerobic system is one system and that the physical body is another thing altogether. Um, and no matter where the heart rate's at and how easy it might feel, it's beating up tendons and ligaments and, and cartilages and attachments and muscles and bones. And um, there's a lot of complex things going on with the body. And um, they're the likes of things that might break before you get out of breath and are pumped in or your heart rate goes too high. So, yeah. Um, I got really excited about that. Pisses me off a little bit because I would love on Sunday nothing more than to go and bang out five mile laps around Victoria Park and Titanic Quarter and have my drinks with me and sit at 5.30 and feel absolutely terrific, I'm sure. Um, but it's not the time and, and it's not the run I need. It's not going to make the difference between being an Olympian or not but yet it could be the day that makes you not an Olympian. And I think that's really, really important. Um, but I'm going to go into my parents. They've cooked dinner for me every night that I've been home, which is great. And if you are listening, you can probably hear the rain dripping down. It's, it's a real rubbish day. Um, I just ran once today. I think I with me doing the treadmill stuff Friday and Tuesday, um, it kind of hurt. It hurt. It hurts my calf a little bit, like my calf. In behind my knee, calf in behind the knee, up the hamstring a little bit. Now it was there was no pain today whatsoever. There never was pain actually. I should say there was there was just a little bit of tenderness after Tuesday's session. But I had treatment um, Wednesday yesterday, and then I had some treatment this morning. And so when I got treatment this morning, I was going to go run straight after, and I just thought it just feels like it would be smarter to let the treatment settle. And, you know, not run this morning and then do normally I was doing like seven and seven on a Thursday or 10 and four trying to get 14 in. But today I just did eight miles tonight and I was about to do 12 because I could have done 12. No bother. But I just sort of thought, is that an emotional decision? You know, like, you know, you don't do 12 miles the night before you're going to, you know, do a session the next morning. And the reason you didn't run this morning was to let the treatment settle from the sort of calf and hamstring. But good news is tonight there was no pain whatsoever and i did some fast rides and didn't feel a thing so um body body seems to be good it just i've had it before when you're jumping on and off the treadmill it it, it just it, there's a catch you know you're you're jumping on the treadmill at maybe 21 kilometers an hour and there's just a wee catch and it can just upset that sort of like i said top of the calf and bottom of the hamstring but um, yeah, fingers crossed. You know, it's all good tomorrow, and you know, I I wouldn't I wouldn't force it anyway. I wouldn't. It's not a place that I've ever hurt before. Not when I'm training, but I have on the treadmill before. Actually, believe it or not, it's the kind of thing that I know I've had treatment for at home, but never when I'm away. When I'm away, when my hamstrings get problems, it's the top of them, the outsides, and the top into the glutes, and that's sort of wear and tear. Whereas 
the back of the like I said back of the knee top of the calf it's I think it's very much just the catch of the treadmill because it's moving you know and you're pretty much stopping it from moving when you jump on like that all right guys do appreciate you listening and I hope you didn't get drenched on your run tonight but you probably did like I did Um, but yeah take care be good bye bye hey guys decided to I hadn't published this one yet so decided just to come back to it um I, I talked about you know the the whole discipline thing and you know looking back to 2016 and um I thought I'd just update you there I just did my my session this morning 12 miles 800 800 um and it was just a far better way to do it um I I pretty much stuck to what I said I was going to do like sit around marathon effort which is you know between 455 to five minutes um and then try to sit at about 520 for the the sort of like call it the off period or whatever um it's a real I haven't done a session like that for a while and because I've been doing it at altitude um it's never really been obviously as as fast as what that just was um but there's it, it went really well i think i averaged 507 which would suggest i was a little bit quick but 507 is nothing like going and averaging 455 or whatever which i think today would have been too tough an effort because i'm actually getting a bit probably legs are getting a bit tired of running faster at sea level um and also it was just cold and windy and um it was a it was a tough enough morning for the effort to what it was but no I'm I'm happy that I stuck to what I said I was going to do my brain in the warm-up was saying things like why don't you do four mile of marathon pace and then four mile alternating and then four mile back to marathon pace and that's just your wee emotions just getting greedy getting excited and um I I certainly stuck to what I said I was going to do and that was that I think that'll pay off Um, I think it's you know it's going to help stay healthy um, and it's going to help my body just not do too much don't take advantage of the the speed of sea level basically is it's fine when you're used to it you know I know guys that do a month at altitude a month at sea level a month at altitude month at sea level I don't I think I'd like to get to that point where I do things like that but I'm not there yet. Like I don't, I don't do that. You know, I recently I've been doing a lot more time at altitude, which means I've been doing a lot more slower running basically. And I, I just think it was a good call. It's just so cold. <laughs> My hands are freezing. I haven't done that session. Um, I took a lactate at the end of the session. My lactate was 2.6. Um, like I say, I don't necessarily know what that means in terms of I can hear an ambulance there we go I don't know what that means in terms of outside lactates it looks like it's slightly lower than what my lactate was at the end of that long run and I think that's fairly to be expected given the fact that that was at the end of a 22 mile day but at least for future if I'm going to repeat a session like that at least I now have a little bit of data um that I can use to look back upon um, but that's all I wanted to I wanted to say. I, I I was hoping I would stick to a pretty disciplined session, and then I was hoping I'd be able to resume this podcast. I thought about it on the way to the session this morning. Um, but there you go. So, and um, remember, have a enjoyable holidays. 
um, and try to look after yourself as much as you can.